Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. everybody and welcome back to the show. It is an amazing day. You know why? Because we are here and I'm excited and I get to say hi to you and I get to have a conversation with someone who is going to school us about all the things we need to know about business and masterminds and podcasting and all the good stuff that we need to keep on going when we are thriving and we are growing. But before I get started with that, you know, I have to know, have you left your review of this show yet? If you've listened to more than three episodes, and I'm going to say that you probably like what you're hearing. And I'm going to ask you to please, when you have a moment, if you're not driving right now, this is that moment. If you are driving, make yourself a voice note to do it as soon as you park the car. You're going to log on to whatever platform you listen to the show on, and you're going to leave us a review. And if you cannot leave a review right now, then maybe you'll just share it with someone who you care about. Share it with somebody who you feel this show will resonate with on your favorite social media platform or even in a text message. All of it is greatly appreciated. And I thought I'd let you guys know what some other folks are saying about the show. So today from BAS, well, it says BAS Love from Nisha A4. Absolutely love this brand. Great info and feel good vibes. Thanks, Amira, for doing what you do. Well, thank you, Nisha, for listening to the show, for supporting. And I wonder if you are from my alma mater, uh, Texas A&M Commerce, because you have A4. And I have to wonder if you lived in the same sorority house that I did. So if you did, you need to DM me so I can say, hey, Sora, and give you a proper hello. So today's show, I kind of alluded to our guest, right? But you guys want to know that she is the host of Beauty brains and business podcast she's an author she's the founder of the business mastermind mastermind i'm tongue-tied today y'all i'm so excited to talk to her power moves welcome to the show dr carrie azid hello carrie hi thanks for having me and i'm so rude i should have asked how did you like me to address you you know, do you want me to call you Dr. Kiri or Dr. Kiri is fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So man, a lot of things in your life have led to pivoting, right? You are no stranger to pivots. No, not right? at all. Your journey is extremely unique because you have had your hands in a little bit of everything. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. So I'd love to know how you went from the evolution, or what your evolution from private practice to owning a photo, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, gosh, not, not a booth, gosh, I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> uh, a photo company and bookstore and publisher now. How did that happen? And what were these things you were always in love with? Um, well, I'll say this. I've been an entrepreneur probably since I was little. So um, I've always had my hands in something. Um, but all of the things that you mentioned, I actually was doing them as I was in private practice and I was a clinical social worker. Um, so that was me evolving and evolving and evolving. Basically, the photography um, studio started after I had my second son. And I realized that trying to take a one-year-old and a three-year-old to take pictures didn't 
like work out the way that I would have it planned in my head. And by the time we would get there, be poop and spit up everywhere. And so one day I said, you know what, I'm just going to get a camera and let's see how this works. And so the pictures were coming out great. I would go and get them developed. And then people just started asking me to take pictures of their kids. And so it became a business for like seven years that on the weekends I would do black and white photography of um, kids that were like zero to three years old. How cool is that? Yeah. So it started with my own kids basically. And they say, you know, you start a business it is, it is birthed out of a problem that you have. So that was my problem was I couldn't get my kids to the studio in text. So, but I could <laughs> get them from like my, out the house to the front yard with some grass and some great scenery and take some really great pictures. Um, the bookstore actually started, I was married at the time. And so I have been a heavy reader all my life. And so we decided to open up an African-American bookstore in our area because there wasn't one. And to get like black authors was like pulling teeth. And so my then husband and I, we decided to um, open up our own African-American bookstore. And I want to say we stayed in business maybe three or four years before, you know, both of our parents had died and it, it just became like a lot. And so we, um, we closed it. But since then, another um, store has opened and I've, I've helped her out like a lot as far as like doing consulting with her. And then publishing, publishing actually started while I was again, still doing clinical social work, still in private practice. And that was basically like an outlet because I was the caregiver for my mom. And at that time, my mom had a terminal illness. So, you know, we knew that she was dying. And it was just a way for me like to cope. And so I would just like write like about these fictional characters that I had in my head. And one day when I was over at her house, um, probably about two weeks before she passed, um, I had told her what I was working on. And so she was like, well, you got to let me read it one day. So I let her read it. And so she said, you got to promise me that you're going to publish this. This is really good. And I was like, girlfriend, nobody's going to read that. Like, <laughs> she was like, no, no, you got to publish it. It's going to be good. And so, um, so I did. Like, actually, a year after she passed, I published it. And it went on to be a um, best-selling um, novel. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. So like I said, and that's where my publishing company started. Because no one would actually take me on. Um, all the publishing companies were like, no, they thought it was, it was urban fiction. And this was back in like the early 2000s when you had Wahida Clark, um, you had, I mean, you know, all of these great, great, great writers out there. And, but we were all either self-publishing or publishing under black publishing houses. And so, you know, I just decided to start my own. And so all of the books that I published have been under my own publishing company. I love your evolution and I love how it all ties in. Like anybody, if like you just read this, you're thinking, okay, this person has done a lot, but that's the whole point of this journey, right? We're supposed to constantly pivot and when it no longer serves us, close that chapter and move on to the next, right? Yes, you, you really are. And my thing is I always tell people like, if you are still the same person that you were last year, you, you're not living. Hello. Amen. Let's marinate on that one. <laughs> it, it should definitely be a constant evolution. Now, I know that there's a couple of things you said about, you know, book reading that I fell in love with. I love books. So where are you from? I hear an accent. Where are you located? I am from South Louisiana. So I'm 60 miles outside of New Orleans. Uh, what city? 
Um, it's a little small rural city called Gonzales. <laughs> oh, I've definitely driven. My my girlfriend, my line sister, lived there when she was in uh, residency. So I have stayed in Gonzales. Yes, uh, it's a really cute, not too far, right in between what Baton Rouge and New Orleans. In New Orleans, uh-huh. yeah, nice place, good food. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you're from New Or I mean Louisiana, which I love because the that's the, one of the best places to eat I feel in our country like Louisiana just y'all know how to do it I'm just gonna tell the truth and it's just thank you thank you yeah so what are you reading right now so you say you're an avid reader what are you reading right now what am I reading right now I'm reading a well actually I'm reading intro to sociology because I have to teach a class (laughs) 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 so it is not the most quote-unquote interesting book to read and then I'm I'm also reading um Woman Co by um Sophia Nelson Ah, okay. So I'm gonna have to look that one up. All right. Do you prefer fiction or what's your, what's like really the the type of literature that excites you? I actually like um, biographies, autobiographies, and um, history, history, history books. And, and every now and then I'll throw in some self-help. Okay. So what did you think about becoming? I have not read what? one of coming. That no. is surprising. Okay. And it is on the list. Now, I will say this about me. Just because everybody else gets hyped up about a book, I don't read it then. Like, I read it when it hits me. So she's on my list, but there were some people ahead of her that I wanted to read. So that's just kind of how I function. So no, that's I, cool. I, I do plan to, I do plan to, to read um, Michelle Obama's book, but... M- me, I was trying to go see her. So she yeah. was sold out when I tried to go. But the book, I mean, it's, it was a bestseller. I heard a lot of great things about it. But that's just, I don't, I've never been that person. Like, just because everybody, like, like what is it? Fifty Shades of Grey? I still oh, never no, read. I, I will never read that. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's just some things, like, people get excited about. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like, I'll get to it. No, I, I totally feel you on that one. I just, I, because I am an avid reader and I don't get to turn the pages like I used to. I'm like an audible junkie at this point because yes. life <laughs> has just forced me down that road. But I still love to stay in the know because I do enjoy getting swept away by a good story. I love a good fiction book. Uh, lately, I've been reading a whole lot of everything. The spectrum from fiction. I just finished John Grisham's new book. I'm reading A Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. Uh, I did listen to Michelle Obama's, um, but I, I listen to at least a one or two books a week. That's just like, I, I devour them just like I did when I used to turn the pages. It's just something that's an innate part of me. Um, yes. So as a publisher, I'd love to know, are you in your publishing house, is it limited to a certain genre or are you kind of all over the gamut? Um, Really kind of limited to either self-help or educational right now. Um, and, and that's just because that it has been me. I've used my publishing company to publish my own works. So actually just had a conversation with the lawyer on yesterday. So for 2020, looking to start taking on other authors. Congratulations. And that will be after 11 years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know your stuff, right? You had to hone in on that. So that's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. I've been asked a lot, but, uh, I, People and personalities and um, people get attached to their work. And when you come in and you're trying to give them, you know, some creative feedback and saying, you know, I, I understand your vision, but but baby, your vision not going to sell. Like, right. let me show you how you can sell it. And, you know, people get real offended 
offended and it's like, well, well, no, I don't want to work with you. And it's just like, well, okay, then like, you know, it's my publishing company. I don't have to take you on. And, you know, if you don't want us to edit the book, I'm also like a college professor. I can't put a book out there that's got a bunch of grammatical errors. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> no, that's right. And it's so awesome that you talk about this. I literally just left a conference about, maybe it's been three or four weeks ago. And a huge track of the conference was about self-publishing or just publishing or getting your first book. And they had a, a ton of heavy hitters like Random House and uh, what is it? What's the other one? Oh, uh, Colin, Har- Harper Collins, a ton mm-hmm. of the folks there and they had a panel and one of the huge topics, which I was really impressed at this conference that they would even approach this subject was the lack of diversity within their companies and within their brands and representation yes. for people of color and how they were, it, they literally were the agents and the editors there saying that, you know, they take the blame because they haven't advocated and they brought up the topics, which I thought was phenomenal, uh, mm-hmm. which never, you never hear those conversations being had, not on this kind of platform platform so I thought it was really cool that people are being more open and they're actively searching and seeking uh people that they can represent so I I think you're on the right path yeah but I also think they still from what I've seen they still make it difficult because you can't um submit your stuff directly to them so you have to go through a book agent right and so then the book agent is kind of the gatekeeper so even though Random House might say well we want diversity you know, that editor is still going to bring them whoever they want to bring. So you still kind of see, it's still some gatekeeping going on. um, And and I think it's always been like that because like the nose that I got was just like ridiculous. Like we don't like the title. You're publishing house. You can change the title. Like, you know, and back then that was things that I didn't know. But when I started my own company, you know, that, I learned a lot about the publishing, just publishing in general from doing my own books. And people don't realize like how much work really goes into it. Like it's a lot that goes into it. Like writing the book is the easiest part. That's easy. I hear a lot of people say that. So I I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's a little intimidating to me, but not because I don't feel like I could do it. It's just like... Are you ready for that? Because that's going to be a lot of spiritual draining, you know, because I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a lot of maneuvering and some nose. And I'm, I have a thick skin. You know, us women of color, we know how to let a no roll off our back. Like, make no yeah. mistake. Mm-hmm. But when you are dealing with something that is your, your sensitive, you're sensitive about and, you know, I get everything you're saying. So I, I'm really excited about you and your new journey. And I, I also have questions about, I know that you've done a lot of different things. How have you handled those people who, and we all have them in our life, who are like, what is she doing now? Like, really? Oh, sit down somewhere. How do you deal with them? <laughs> um, yeah, that's usually like the Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner conversations. Like, oh, so what are you doing now? You know, and um, it's, it's just, oh, she wrote those little books you know, or are you still teaching the kids? And it's just like, yeah. And I just keep going. Like, you know, I, I, I really don't explain myself a whole lot. Um, and, and usually that's coming like from family. Um, my friends usually kind of get what I do. And if they don't, they're just like, you got a question, you know, go ask Kiri. Cause nine times out of 10, she's done it. And she probably can answer your question. Um, but not like when people just, you know, when I'm doing different things, you know, 
I'm just kind of like, stay, you know, hold on, stay with me. You know, I, I've researched it. I know what I'm doing. If I don't, I'm going to figure it out. But trying to explain and justify like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Like I started doing that years ago. Like I'm 50 years old. Like it's a lot of stuff I don't explain anymore. It's like you either accept it or you don't. More Brunch and Slay after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slate. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slate. And now back to brunch and slate. I don't think I could love your attitude anymore. <laughs> you know, where would we be without the haters? First of all, we need y'all. And and it's so awesome that you would say they're usually family. And it's literally them always. It's like something about family that love to take digs at you. Yeah. I don't know why they think they have the right, you know, of, for us to be in each other's business so, so in depth. And then your friends, they probably don't because you choose your friend circle, right? You surround around like-minded people who get it. They are ambitious, I'm sure. And they are out here creating whatever they want to create for themselves. So all they can do is support you, right? Right, right. Yeah, but my family has kind of, you know, I tell people, if you need a dysfunctional Black family, come to an event with me. I have one. Um, and so they are, you know, this is South Louisiana. So we, we're talking about share, former sharecroppers, former slaves. I'm not that many generations out of slavery. I always tell people, like, my grandparents are buried on a plantation in a slave cemetery. So... I'm not that far out of slavery. And the mentality is that you get a good job. Like you get it, you get an education. So when I didn't get married, when I was supposed to, my grandmother started freaking out. She was just like, your biological clock is ticking. And I'm like, I'm 25. What are you talking about? Like it was this pressure that I needed to, I had, you know, she said, well, we waited. You went to college, you got one degree. Then you said you had to go get this thing called a master's degree. So we let you go get that. You need to get married and have babies. Like. <laughs> oh wow that's a lot of pressure you know and so then it's just like two marriages later it's just like you know eh, I don't think marriage is for me that didn't work out uh, and so they you know but I had I had supportive parents who were just like you know as long as it makes you happy and you can pay your bills like go for it thank your parents because I tell people that all the time I say you know what they what do you want your daughter what do you want this I said oh you're not gonna put her in this I said I put her in what she wants to be put in mm -hmm. I am not trying to live through her because I enjoy my life I have enjoyed every aspect of it I am not putting delusions of grandeur on her and all I want from her is to be a productive citizen do not ask me for light bill money when you're an adult young lady so let's just keep you on that path <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and, and so I understand, like, when my family members just don't get it because I don't fit into the traditional box. I was the first, um, I, actually, I was the first, first person in my family to get a bachelor's degree, the first to get, no, I was the first female to get a bachelor's degree. I was the first to get a master's degree, and I'm the first to have a PhD. 
So we're still doing a lot of firsts through me. So I've shattered that glass ceiling of what, what is supposed to be traditional. So I think sometimes they just kind of look at me, scratch their head and say, whatever, you know, she's surviving. Like, hey, you know. <laughs> but it's hard. And in, in our families, it's really hard when you're the first because that means that you're changing the dynamic of the family. And sometimes that's intimidating for those who haven't made it to that part yet, but it's still motivational for those who aspire to and for those younger relatives. It's so necessary. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Uh, that it's not even imposter. It's like sometimes we dumb down what we do too so that our family and the people who we love don't feel intimidated by it. There's this really interesting dynamic. I'm sure as a sociologist, you know all about, a lot about that, you know? Yeah, um, I just it's just certain things. I just, you know, for me, I feel, I know that is wasted energy. So I just don't try and engage in those conversations. So, you know, if they say, are you still writing the little books? I say, yes, they, you still teaching the babies? And I'm saying to myself, they're college students but yes, I still teach. Like, I just say yes and move on. Like, <laughs> oh, I totally it get works. it. But one thing you've done that I really am impressed with, I must say, and think is so phenomenal, is you've created a virtual community and you have a directory where you really highlight all these amazing women who are out here being game changers and disruptors. And you have a directory where people can go and they can tap in to uh, different resources. How did that idea come about? Um, I have actually been working with most of the ladies on the directory for like three years now. And one thing that, that I started to see was that um, we really don't support each other. And there's really not a lot of platforms for us to support each other. And I just, you know, I knew I was getting the traffic to, to the website. And so I was just like, mm -hmm, like, why not just add them on here? Like add a directory where people see their picture and you can click and go directly to their website. And so it has, you know, it was only been up for a couple of months, but it has really worked out. And one person, I'll put her on there. She didn't know it. And, um, when I talked to her, she said, you know, like my website is getting all these hits and I just don't understand what's going on. And so I started laughing and she said, what? And I said, you know, I added you to the directory. And she said, oh girl, you got to tell me when you do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how does one be a part of the directory? How do you even get, get chosen? Actually, all they have to do is just go to the website, which is um, thebeautybrainsandbusiness.com. And there you see the directory on, on the homepage, but you also see where you can, um, you can sign up to be listed on a directory. Oh, that's so cool. So um, how, mm, so when you sign up, is there a fee? Yes. Yeah, so the fee is $15 a month. And what that includes is, um, so I, I handle everything as far as getting everything on the website, getting everything uploaded. So you just, you fill out a form and submit your picture and your URL, and we take it from there. And then the other thing that I also do is I give them, um, each of the women, they get a spotlight on my podcast. That is so cool. So cool, man. That's the circle of love right there. Yeah. So now what hashtag would you use to describe yourself right now with where you are in life? Oh, hashtag. What would I use? Oh, I think phenomenal right about now. All right I, th now. I think I, I think I've surprised, I've surprised myself and I think I've surpassed some goals that um, I said that I may have been like, mm, not sure about. So ending 2019, I, I would really say that 
phenomenal. Like I'm really impressed with myself and the things that I've done this year. Well, well done. I'm going to pat you on the back too. Well done. Thank you. Now this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world that are alive. Who are you brunching with? If I could brunch with anyone. So they're alive. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Who would I brunch with? Um, and see, that would change from day to day. I think today, if I could brunch with someone, it would probably be my mom. And she's deceased. Um, so just have brunch with her, kind of catch up, let her know how everything's going, and, and let her know she did a good job. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you have, with your platform now, there, there's so many moving parts. What area are you focusing on the most, and what area can people support you with? Um, going into 2020, um, I'm really going to be focused on the directory, um, the podcast, and also the membership program that I have. And with the membership program, um, in the past, I've offered courses where I really take a woman by the hand and help her to start a business. And so the membership program would kind of be a feeder program that I would feed them into to have the support that they need. We recently started offering like themes for each month and um, offering them like educational like um, videos and homework assignments. And so the ladies are saying that they really like that. Um, and so going into 2020, I'm really looking at scaling back on the courses that I offer. And in the membership program, that's where you, you will go through this cycle of, you know, each month we're going through a different aspect of starting a business, running your business, and then scaling and leveraging your business. Man, so it's really important to me that we support you. So I'd like to know what vibes and prayers can we send your way? Oh, y'all. Um, abundance, prosperity, and a whole lot of peace of mind. Oh, yes. Let's sign me up. <laughs> sign me up for all of that. But I, I received that and I'm sending that your way 100%. Now, the folks who are listening, I know they want to check out your site, especially the directory. Where can they follow you and how can they support you? So on all social media sites, I, I branded, I got that down. Okay. So on all social media, I am Dr. Kiri Yazid. And for the website and the directory and the membership program, um, and even the blog that I have, you can visit thebeautybrainsandbusiness.com. And don't worry, guys, all of this information will be in the show notes. So don't try to stop and don't try to take notes while you're driving. Be careful. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. So when I, the day that I left, I had zero law firm clients and zero prospects to be quite frank. And the way that I made money day one of leaving was I had just published a book called The Law School Hustle, which was about how I'd gone from a 2.1 GPA in undergrad to almost a 4.0 from Northwestern Law School. And it was like an academic guide to law students, whether you had good grades in undergrad or not. And I went on a speaking tour and was starting to get paid to speak and bulk sell my books. And it was working and I was just hustling, like traveling all over the country to speak to schools and colleges while at the same time building up my clientele for the law firm. Man, so of course I am cheering for you. I'm so excited about all the things that you're doing and I want to know if there's ever a time that we can reach out and we can connect with you, feel free to reach out. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to share your brand and your platform and all the amazing things that you're doing uh, with the Brunches Site community. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me.
Right, y'all. And I want you to remember, no matter what, that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Front and Slice.